standing up in McKinney. This is According to Callus. <clears throat> and I figured after two days of discussing the McKinney Mafia stuff, oh, I'm sorry, that wasn't a polite way to say it. The oligarch that runs the city I live in, <clears throat> I thought we would take a little deviation. We, we would talk something um, a little less serious, but still serious, but not at all related to McKinney or the McKinney politics. And uh, before I do that, let me remind you, <laughs> you can like, share, and subscribe to this show. Uh, we're well over 110,000 downloads, and my two listeners have been very busy doing that for me. <laughs> but no, seriously, and if you appreciate what I do, if you would rate or comment or um, critique it, you do me a solid, do me a favor. Uh, you know, my email is very easy to find on both the podcast and my website. Uh, my cell phone number is there. So it's not that hard to get a me, get a hold of me. Um, that being said, uh, one, one announcement. <laughs> the only reason why I want to announce it is because I feel like if I don't, the moment might pass me. I've heard from Mr. Jim Westerhide, who is running for school board here in my hometown. And uh, he's interested and do an interview. So if you know Jim, reach out to him, encourage him. Uh, I promise I won't bite. All right, <laughs> here we go. Um, so my wife and I, I've made no secret of this. We like to watch a couple of shows together. And typically we tilt towards medical shows. My wife's a nurse or has been in nursing for her adult life. And I find medical stuff interesting. Once upon a time, I was a trained EMT. Um, I was a shipboard firefighter. This stuff is an interest to me. You know, the trauma stuff, the how do you fix things? It's interest. Uh, that did not turn out to be what my life's work was, but I have a deep appreciation for that. And, uh, you know, you get to see all sorts of interesting things and be involved with all sorts of interesting things when you are in the medical field. Or for that matter, you do the the responding workout in the field, right? So, show that we stumbled on across here a few, well, I don't know, a few weeks, maybe a couple months back at this point, New Amsterdam. Now, I understand it's based on a guy that wrote a book when he ran Bellevue Hospital. And uh, so, the premise was interesting. And I got to tell you, I, I might even reference that I've been watching this show uh, in a previous episode, but this deserves a standalone episode. Uh, I guess the show went for four seasons. I don't know if it ended in 2022 or 2021. Uh, it's not that important to me. Um, I've only been kind of following along as time allows. Uh, this is kind of my wife's uh, thing, right? She likes to watch her medical shows. And usually... <laughs> she's a spoiler. I mean, you watch something that's medical. It's cause that's not right. That's not, I mean, and I always say, well, they're doing that for dramatic effect, dear, but, but it's more dramatic the way it is. Yeah. Okay, dear, but they, they can't do that on TV. <laughs> but again, I mean, I do the same thing with, uh, other shows, lots of shows. Usually I am critiquing, um, historical inaccuracies or, uh, political juxtaposition or positioning that, isn't real. Um, I also like to comment on, you know, when they, they show somebody doing something uh, from either mechanics or uh, 
you know, like remodeling kind of stuff. I'm like, yeah, I don't think they do it that way because it's a little fun. It's a little tension breaker, right? Some some of these shows are quite intense and other ones uh, inadvertently come across as a comedy. So the episode was entitled, I believe I got this right. Why not yesterday? And this was this show's take on the summer of love. <laughs> now, let me just say when the, when the episode started, I just immediately rolled my eyes. Oh, another one, another show that's going to go down this path. <laughs> and, and I had hope because at, at a certain point, it really looked like <laughs> it was a lampoon eater critiquing uh, the overreaction or the, uh, what do I want to call it? Um, the actions taken part by the guy that's the medical director. It, it, it kind of looked like it was lampooning his actions because they were not well thought out. They were mm, knee jerk in reaction. And uh, the whole time I'm watching, I, I can't help but laugh because it, the title character just says racist and throws it in a dumpster. <laughs> I mean, I honestly thought that's where this was going, where maybe they were going to have an honest discussion. Well, silly me. So during the course of the episode, and I got to say, because I was detached from it enough, I did find some of this humorous. I did find it interesting. And there was a, you know, there's a side story or two in this because every show does this, right? Um, Which was interesting and had its own resolution. And I think added to the overall uh, interest in the show. But that being said, I couldn't help but think to myself, where are they going to go with this? I mean, the the guy's literally going around the hospital throwing stuff away. (laughs) I mean, I think they inadvertently tipped their hand, right? I mean, the only way to fix things is to start over now, right? It's, it's year zero. I mean, we've seen this before. Uh, I, I've, I've heard many a podcast or people reference the idea of going back to year zero, right? The progressives, the, the extremists, they want to pretend nothing happened in the past. It's now. And we're going to start over now. And we're going to do it right now. They tried this in the French Revolution. They tried this in the Soviet Revolution. Um, you know, they erase their history and start fresh. And it's kind of what I thought I was looking at. And the fact that they even referenced that, even if it was offhandedly, was hilarious to me. And, and I don't think I was supposed to laugh. I, I think I was supposed to take this seriously. And it was earnest. So at one point, the main character and uh, I'm guessing the guys of some Latin origin uh, who's working as a janitor or, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I guess janitor is proper term, right? In Is assisting him is getting rid of all this stuff. <laughs> um, Without any explanation, just the term racist. But so, so they're cleansing the hospital of its terrible past. And he, he's painting on the floor, Black Lives Matter, because apparently if you don't say it, it doesn't. It's like you're speaking it into existence. But again, we've had this discussion in the past. And the uber awesome black doctor that they have in the show comes walking in while talking on the phone and slips and falls on his butt and gets the yellow paint on him and kind of laughs off the action. Um, So you're going to change policy action, right? I mean, you're not just posing here, are you? And he's like, "Um, yeah, sure. 
just what what kind of suggestions do you have? Well, you can address the fact that doctors of color, maybe said black at this point, it doesn't really matter, but non-white doctors get paid 35% less. Now, he's like, but not here, right? No, here. Here? Yeah, here. And so now he's shocked and he's trying to figure this out. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, so we're going to take one comment that we're not going to explore, that we're going to assume is true. And for the purposes of the entire show, he's going to take his next reckless action. <laughs> so le- let me just pause here for a moment and explain how averages work for those of you that don't know. If you take a whole bunch of numbers and you add them together and you divide them by the number of numbers, you get the average. So if you only have three people and they're all making $100,000, the average is 100000 But if you have 30 people... And some of them are making $120,000, but some of them are only making, oh, I don't know, $80,000. Depending on how many are making so much, your average could either be slightly above $100,000 or it could be below $100,000. But in no way, shape, or form does that necessarily correlate to anything. And again, and this is just basic assumptions on my part, I'm going to assume that not all doctors get paid the same. I'm going to also assume that not all doctors get the same amount of seniority, right? So younger doctors typically typically make less money than older doctors, just like every other profession out there. But nope, nope. We're going to assume that all doctors are doing the same job and should be getting paid exactly the same. I'm not really sure how that works. Uh, so let, let's try another Let's try another thing. And the reason why I'm doing this is because people that actually care about this stuff and have actually studied and gone in all the details and made corrections for different amounts of time and also have found that this really isn't an issue. When you really look into it, when you're, when you're fair and objective about it, most of the stuff comes out. And, and I'm not saying that somebody doesn't make a little more money than somebody else and there aren't other reasons for it, but just describe it to the fact that, well, everybody's racist and it's systematic and there's nothing. Okay. So a few years back, you might recall that they had this realization that apparently employees of the white house that happened to be women made less money than men. Okay. And at the time, some folks on the right threw that out because it was somewhat embarrassing to the current administration. Okay, fine. And that little data point was supposed to be insulting or problematic or cause issues. But if you really look into it, and I'm sorry, uh, you know, when you get into the details and the nitty gritty, you'll find that there's really not any there there. So I'm going to surmise and guess because I don't know. This is not my thing. It's not that it's not really that important to me personally. And yeah, I know it's because I'm a white guy, you know, the heterosexual uh, cisgendered male Christian, blah, 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 that I'm the epitome of all that is evil in this world. I get it. Yes. But the people that care about this and are worried about this, they have done the research they have. So I'm not going to cite them specifically because I'm aware of what the outcome was and the outcome largely based on the fact that when you took all the women in this pool, there were a lot of them that had lower end jobs. And when you took the men in this pool, there were less of them and most of them had higher end jobs. Now, I'm talking about a percentage of the representation. So if you have 12 males 
and six of them are directors and you have, I don't know, 30 females. I'm using that number again, but let's just say 30%, which would be 10 of them are directors. You're, you're pretty on par with who your directors are, right? Maybe percentage wise, who knows? But when you factor in their salaries, you've got 20 more people that have lower salaries that are going to drive that number lower. But again, if you don't correct for these variances, if you don't accept that there's differences for different jobs and roles and seniority, you're going to get the numbers you want. When you use statistics to base an argument on a motion, you're usually lying. So that was, that's my aside, right? <laughs> so our, our doctor here, the crusading hero, d- then finds out from his equity officer or whatever, that he's actually the problem because he's a white male. <laughs> so then he goes to his assistant who happens to be a woman of color and it's kind of indeterminate. I assume she's part African, but it sounded like she was speaking some kind of form of Arabic. So, but she has an English accent. So I don't know. And I don't watch the show that much. So I don't know. In case I'm not clear, I don't know. And quite frankly, I don't care. I don't, I don't even know how relevant it is to the character, but we're just going to call it indiscriminate origin or mixed origin. So she says, well, you know, I don't think it's fair of you. And I'm paraphrasing because, you know, I watched this a while ago. I don't remember all the details, but I don't think it's fair of you to put on the problem of systemic racism for me to fix it. So at this point, I'm thinking, well, oh, well, there, there's an interesting answer. Of course, I've heard this before as well. Where is she going to go with it? And it, of course, turned into, you need to go listen to people. Go do your listening listening tour. And, of course, later on in the episode, she asks <laughs> the guy, so how's your listening tour of 2021 going? <laughs> and, you know, that's shades of uh, Hillary Clinton's listening tour. <laughs> but nevertheless, so, again, I- I'm hopeful that there's going to be maybe a balanced outcome here. There's there, you know, maybe they're going to actually poke fun at this guy's overreaction and say that there's maybe some other ways that this could be dealt with, Ah, but no. And, and I will say that one of the characters and and I'm going to guess he's a non-white character who works as a nurse walks in on this meeting full of all these white doctors and a couple of white women for the matter. And, mutters to himself. <laughs> I always wondered if there were secret white doctor meetings here. <laughs> now I know in my heart that was put in there for humor, but the way they played it with the character is like he was serious. <laughs> and I just like, <laughs> I, I, again, there was so much unintended humor in this episode that I, I want to guess it destroyed the message they were trying to put across. But, but in fairness, in fairness, they did bring it back around at the end where uh, he said, well, you know, I'm better when you're around. This is to the uh, oncologist doctor. Um, and, you know, I I just, I need, I need you to kind of keep me accountable and whatever else. And she says, no, 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 no. You can't fix this. It, it, 
has to be undone and it takes time and it takes effort and you can't fix it for the people that are being harmed for it. Basically it's bigger than you. Okay. That's fine. Now, in fairness, this show is all about the crusading medical director, right? He's going to fix everything. And it was hopeful that they might have a little fun with it that, and, and I mean the entirety of the show, right? Every time is there's the crisis of the week that he's going to fix. And, and I kind of enjoy it. The, I don't know. I've probably seen 20 episodes out of the 60 or whatever my wife's watched. And I don't hate it. There's nothing to hate here. But the to me, the the keystone or the capstone, if you will, of the whole episode is where it does a montage of all the people that are not me, right? Telling him, you, that we don't like being defined. We want to be recognized for being people. And uh, we want a certain level of respect. And we want to be able to define ourselves. Well, that's 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 okay. I get it. But what I don't understand, and this is... Again, me reinserting myself. If you're born of a certain race or gender and you reject that and you identify as something else, what am I supposed to defer to? Because there are at least two characters that are confused. And for those of you that don't know what confused means, that just means anybody that's an alphabet person, I'm not going to take the time to try and figure out exactly what's going on there. Because it doesn't really mean that much to me. I'm sorry. It just doesn't. I mean, I I know folks that, you know, they prefer their own sex. Not my thing. It's sinfully in nature. Not going to tell them it's okay. I'm not going to applaud them for that lifestyle choice. But I'm also not going to hate on them. I'm also not going to disrespect them. I'm also not going to be mean to them. But my idea of disrespect or respecting is probably different than what they want. I'm going to treat them like everyone else. There's nothing special there. It's just everyone else. You know, that's the thing I learned in the military. (laughs) They said, you're all green or you're all blue. That's what you're wearing that uniform. We don't care. And I've tried to apply that in my life as an adult. I don't really care about anything specific unless we have a relationship beyond a transaction. I'm not going to let it bother me that whatever, whatever, whatever it is that's deviating from the quote unquote normal, I prefer the normal. I would celebrate the normal, but I don't care. And, and really and truly, I always thought that was the goal. I mean, back in the eighties, that's what I was brought up with. Well, you treat everybody the same. You don't see color. You don't, you don't worry about those things. Everybody's a human. Everybody's in God's image. But apparently that's not enough anymore either. You know, and I, I went around for most of my adult life. And you know what? I'm a libertarian. I don't, I don't sweat this. I don't think government should be involved in any of this. If two dudes want to play marriage. Okay, whatever. I don't care. I'm not going to celebrate with you but I'm not going to stop you from playing house or whatever we want to call it. Who cares? And I realized over the course of the last few years 
that while I thought I was doing a good thing, while I thought I was, you know, holding the line, doing the right thing, government's not neutral. Government can't be neutral. Somebody's always going to control government and they're always going to be pushing forth with a narrative, with a, with a direction. And I, and that really bothers me because I think I missed a few things in this uh, transition here, right? <laughs> We've tolerated it. Then we began to accept it. And now we're supposed to celebrate it. And I'm sorry, I just can't. So I'm watching the show and they're, they're confusing things. They're confusing people's actions and the way they choose to identify themselves with things that are immutable, things that they can't change. So I referenced the, the thoracic surgeon, black doctor, and I, and I'm beginning to think that's becoming a trope because a number of other shows that I'm watching have the same thing. And I think it's humorous, but I know I bear no will. And I mean, if the character's well-written and the actor pulls it off, great. I mean, the resident, Theo playing a heart surgeon. I mean, I love that character. I even like the actor. Uh, I can't think of his name at the moment, but it's compelling. You get, it's it's good. I, I'm not put off by whatever in, eh. <laughs> insecurities or intricities. Ah, that's I'm butchering the word, but it's an enjoyable character. That's what I want. I want to be able to watch a show and enjoy the characters and how they interact and th- what they deviate from the norm or what they deviate from what I think and what I believe is really meaningless. I just want to enjoy the story. And, and all too often, all these shows spend so much time lecturing you, the viewer, and telling you their latest message of the week that it really hurts the show. It takes away from it. So as I remarked, you know, my wife and I used to love ER back in the day. And I've watched some of those reruns and I've referenced the idea that, you know, you go back and you watch them. Some of these have aged well. I mean, they're still really good story. And some of it's like, oh, wow, I don't even remember that little lecture from this doctor or that doctor. But even back then they were jamming us, right? Characters that you got to know and got attached to. And then, well, come to find out that they're really this or they're really that. And they introduce that. And now you're forced to either reject the character in its entirety or accept that, well, that it's a cool person that just happens to have this moral deviation. Okay, fine. I get it. <sighs> Fool me once, that whole thing. But at least this show was upfront about it, right? I mean, you got the psychiatrist that's quote unquote cohabitating with his male lover and we're supposed to be okay with this, that he's a psychiatrist who has his own psychological issues and faults and problems. Some would maybe even say mental illness, but that's overlooked. That's ignored. Now, again, his character's interesting. Um, he has some very interesting interactions and some emotional things that take place. And I mean, I got to admit, even though I have challenges looking past the, how forward front they are with the idea that this is a gay man. I mean, still an interesting story. I mean, I'm, <laughs> but after I sit through this entire episode telling me how bad the hospital is and likewise I am and my country is, the next episode opens 
with two dudes in bed, this guy and his uh, living lover. Uh, you know, so they're just shoving it in your face and they're, they don't care. And I wonder if that's why the show only made four episodes because, I mean, you can only go so far or so fast and shove stuff in people's face before they say, yeah, I'm not really going to be okay with this ick. And that's what it is. Most people just see it as ick. They, they don't think about two dudes or two women or whatever is the latest thing. They don't care. They're, they're fine to ignore it. But when you shove it in their face and tell them they must celebrate it, people go, yeah, yeah no, I can't. I mean, even people that aren't overly religious or overly interested in those issues, when you shove it in their face and you tell them that you must submit, their reaction is going to not be what you expect. So, case in point. This could have been a really good episode. There, there could have... There could have been so much more they could have done with this to get the point across, which whether or not I agree with it's not relevant, but be more even handed, be more thought provoking, be more interesting. And they came really close at the end. I, I got to give them credit. Um, the, the oncologist lady doctor who, again, of indiscriminate origin or indeterminate origin really kind of lays it out as you can't fix this. You have to just work with the people and go from there. I mean, that was my takeaway. Now, maybe I'm being generous. Maybe I'm missing what they were really trying to shove down my throat. But I think that the overreacting nonsense was critiqued almost as harshly as the perceived problem. So two more references at one point the crusading doctor ascribes a or describes a story of something that took place on the subway and he relates in the story that the old guy got mad because there was a young black boy that was uh, exploring he immediately describes that guy as a racist he doesn't know that guy he doesn't know what's in his heart he doesn't know why he said anything there was no grace there he didn't care about that guy's feelings, that guy's background. Maybe he's just an old curmudgeon that doesn't like kids running around. I mean, that's entirely logical and more likely than the fact that he just hates black people. And then the the other point that was kind of the pivot point in the middle part of the season. Again, he's talking to his uh, oncologist uh, lady doctor. And she said, you keep acting like you're going to be able to fix this and you're going to run around and keep doing all this stuff like some kind of semi-woke white savior. <laughs> now, it was absolutely well said and appropriate, but then she told him, he just needed to go on his listening to her. So, I mean, it's like they could have done so much more with that. They could have They could have really made a compelling story out of this, but... I don't think Hollywood has that in them anymore. I don't think they want to explore the gray areas of their morality. They have no problem talking about gray areas and black areas of other people's morality, normal people's morality, but their own. Oh no, you must not question. <laughs> so again, I, I, I'm trying to be lighthearted. I'm trying to enjoy this, express a little humor that I found in this episode. And again, 
not my favorite show. I didn't, I didn't hate it. It was not half bad as far as preachy, uh, television goes, but I, I just wanted to share that. I, you gotta, you gotta understand where we've been, where we're going and give people a fair hearing. But the very person that's supposed to be getting the education on how we can do that fails at the very end of the show. And he fails because it's somebody that looks like him and sounds like him. I guess he missed the whole point. So, and just for the purposes of this discussion, to me, the whole issue was the show really has one white male character. Now, I don't lose sleep on that one way or the other, and but he's the crusading, crusading liberal that's going to fix everything. Their words, not mine. And everyone else around him that's in a position of authority is a non-straight white male. Non, I'm sorry, non-straight, non-white, non-male, right? So they've got the full diversity quota met here, which would lead to a lot of great possibilities. And they've even touched on some of the moral ambiguity or problems with other cultures, whether they know it or not. And that was interesting and and bought them some credibility, but they kind of threw it all away on the single episode. (laughs) Well, any case, that's all I got for today, man. I just, I I wanted to share this again. There's no major, huge takeaway. There's like I said, Take it for what it is. The show is not terrible. I don't want anybody to think the show is terrible. In this episode, it, it was enjoyable in a perverse sort of way. And, uh, you know, there just isn't much worth watching anymore. And I think it's on purpose at this point. I, I, I don't have any other way to ascribe it. I thought the purpose was to make money, but it looks like they're willing to sacrifice making money to shove that message down your throat. Now, I know some other guys that are a little further right on this issue than I am. They've been saying that for a year or two, and I just wasn't willing to, I wasn't willing to see it, but maybe they're right and I'm wrong. Who knows? We'll see. And until then, I'll see you on the other side.